The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Sam Macchione about her 2019 wedding ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion and reception at the St. Augustine Ballroom at the Grand Floridian. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she planned this event and, of course, how it all turned out. So welcome, Sam. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to be married at Disney. So we actually got engaged in May of 2018 at California Grill during Happily Ever After, he proposed when I had a mouthful of bread because I was getting very emotional at the fireworks and actually didn't even say yes because I was in such shock that he proposed. So it actually started with the waitress joking that we would get married in Disney. And our families had always joked about us getting married at Disney. And we got home from that trip and I started looking up pricing options and was like, this looks feasible. And we have family in Massachusetts, Virginia, in Florida, New Jersey, they're all over the place. So it just made sense. That's great. So it sounds like your family and friends were not that surprised when you told them where the wedding was going to be. Not at all. My parents actually honeymooned in Disney World in the 80s when they got married. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Now, how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? Our guest list was originally around 50, but we kind of fluctuated because we had like an A list, a B list, a C list, a D list, but we ended up at about 28, 30 people. Okay. Did you set up a room block for them? No, actually I didn't. It seemed like it would be a lot of work. And I actually have a friend who at the time was a Disney travel planner. So I actually sent all my guests through her. Oh, that's a great idea. That's one of my top tips is to have a travel agent because they work for free and you can have all of your guests contact them instead of you about all their questions about traveling to Disney. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. And since she was invited too, it just worked even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? So that's a funny story. We actually originally wanted November 9th, which is a Saturday. And apparently... The like first two Saturdays or so in November are like their busiest time. So we got put in the infamous lottery and we lost the lottery for all of our backup dates. <laughs> so our coordinator actually called me on the following Monday and asked if we would be okay with a Monday wedding, which was 11, 11. 
and we could get everything we wanted. And we're like, okay, we'll take it. And then frantically called all of our friends and family and made sure they could, they could go. <laughs> That's great. And Monday's cheaper too. So win-win. Yep. Now, how did you choose the ceremony and reception venues? So we went for a site visit three months, I think, after we got engaged. And we had talked about doing a morning ceremony in Epcot, but realized we're not morning people. And the thought of getting up that early was not ideal. So we obviously always saw the wedding pavilion and we're like, let's check it out. And we walked in and we were like, this is, this has to be it. And then to have the reception and cocktail hour at the Grand Floridian was just so convenient because everything was in one place. That's great. Another cool thing about using a ballroom is that you can use outside vendors and you used several of them. Can you talk a little bit about the vendors you used and how you chose them? Yeah. Number one was Courtney, obviously, with Sugar Peach. We had her for our photo and video. And we originally were just going to go with her for video. But then when we kept looking at her work, we just knew we had to have her. I also hired Annie Fry to be my day of coordinator because I actually made a lot of things that needed to get set up that Disney wouldn't set up. And she was like, she was my personal Xanax, we called her, because she just made the day go so smoothly. She was there with everything we needed. I also had Catherine Martell come and see my dress the night before the wedding. And it was beautiful for day of and for the wedding. Had Yanis Torres for makeup. And then we also rented up lights and a light up dance floor through lighted dance floors. And it was awesome. <laughs> now, one thing sometimes people ask when they, they think, you know, oh, it's easier to just use Disney for everything. How was the experience of using so many outside vendors? Honestly, I didn't even notice. Like the vendors that I had hired have obviously worked with Disney so many times that they knew the ins and outs already. So it was just a matter of telling my planner, I had Vita at the time, told her who I was using. She gave me the forms that had to be filled out for releases like for the photo and video. And that was really it. They all knew their way around and it went like as smoothly as could be, really. <laughs> That's fantastic. Did you add any kind of entertainment at your reception? We did have a DJ. We had JW, who John and I still talk about how great he was, how much fun we had, how we would love to have him DJ other parties. Like, he just kept the night going. Everyone was dancing the whole time. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. Now, do you have any menu items or cake flavors from the reception that you can recommend? Oh, my. So, we have so many food recommendations. We actually had three different cake flavors because we went with sheet cakes and a little cutting cake. We obviously did the projection cake. That was the one thing that I had to have. <laughs> so we had for two of the cake flavors that we actually liked were red velvet with cookies and cream filling and cinnamon with peanut butter cup mousse filling. Those were our two absolute favorites. We still talk about them. We live by Disney now and are planning on ordering one of them for our anniversary. Like, Literally have dreams about those cakes. <laughs> As for menu items, we loved, they had um, ham sliders that were had like an apple chutney on them, which were so good. And the mac and cheese mashed potato risotto bar, our family has not stopped talking about that. <laughs> now, for people who aren't as familiar with the way Disney's projection mapping cake works, can you kind of talk a little bit about that? I think some people don't realize that it isn't a real cake and you have to actually order the cake separately. Yes. So we actually, because my husband is a little extra, he talked with them about getting their file to do a custom projection on the cake if he could. Mm. And we went down that road for a little while, but 
he got way too busy, so that didn't happen. Um, but you basically, it's one line item for the fake cake, and then you have another item for the entertainment portion, which is the actual projections. And we were lucky enough that we had talked to them, told them how much we loved Tangled, because Tangled is an upgrade. And they actually gave us that like scene for free, included in the standard projection. Interesting. So how many different projection loops did you have? We had the standard ones of like the Cinderella carriage, the stained glass, the pixie dust, and then we had Tangled. And I think that was it. And like the Happily Ever After one, too. Wow, that's great. What did your guests think about the cake? So one of our friends actually thought it was a hologram and we never corrected him until he got (laughs) to the reception. (laughs) <laughs> I was kind of disappointed because he realized it was actually a physical cake. Um, but we we had told quite a few people because obviously we were just so excited and they loved it. They thought it was so cool. And we actually, DIY herself, I built a Lego castle and we did the projection of Happily Ever After on that in another corner. We had a lot of different things going on. Oh, interesting. So you rented a projector and then just gave them like a DVD or something? So we bought a projector, which we now use in our home, and my husband got the Happily Ever After YouTube video and mapped it onto the castle. So we had that. Wow, that's cool. Okay, what other cool kind of stuff did you add? So we actually, our theme was light. So everything was white, and then all of the color came from all the different lights we had. So that's why we had different colored uplights, the colored dance floor. We, I brought in lights to put under the table so that they would glow. The place cards I made so that you put a little colored like electric tea light underneath and it glowed the person's name out of it. I also made different paper lanterns that I found from designs by Miss Mandy. She's a blogger and they had different scenes from different movies. So there was like a Star Wars one, there was a Pirates one, Cinderella. So we had about 60 of those lanterns on the table. Wow, that's great. It sounds like you could set up your own business doing these kind of things for weddings. (laughs) A little bit. I've I've gotten a little sick of seeing paper like items at this point. (laughs) But how many I made. (laughs) That's awesome. Now, did you guys add any other events like a dessert party or a welcome party? Yeah. So we actually did a couple things, not all through Disney officially. So we did a big breakfast two days before the wedding at Chef Mickey's with all of my family because a lot of my family hadn't really met characters before. So we figured that was a great way to see, you know, the originals and all of us were adults. And it was great to see all of us adults acting like kids, meeting Pluto and Mickey and Minnie. And then my mom set up a spa day for us at Senses at the Grand Floridian. So all of us ladies went there. Then that night we did our rehearsal dinner at California Grill, which was incredible. They did an amazing job. They set up a beautiful table for us with confetti, personalized menus, all this stuff. And then the night before the wedding, we actually did a dessert party for as my bachelorette party. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we originally had it to be a welcome party for everyone. And then my husband was like, well, let's do bachelor bachelorette stuff. So my poor planner went through like three different location changes and finally landed on UK Pubside, which I would not have known about if it wasn't for your book, because it was never suggested to me. So <laughs> I went to her and was like, hey, I heard about UK Pubside. I want this location because I have 12 people. So we got to go there and it was incredible. We did the poutine bar. We did a beignet bar. We did champagne, the pog juice from 1900 Park Fair. It was incredible. Wow, that sounds fantastic. And it has such a great view. 
Mm-hmm. It was perfect, like absolutely perfect. Now, can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Yeah. So my husband and I were a bit untraditional in that we did spend the night together. So we originally were going to do like a breakfast at 1900 Park Fair, but decided to do room service together, which was great because like just the two of us, we could relax a bit before all the insanity. My hair and makeup started around like 11 o'clock with my mom. And we had our first look at around three and then picks with the family right after that. Our ceremony was at five. After the ceremony, my husband surprised me with a quake ceremony, which um, we're both Scottish technically from way back in our histories. And it's where everyone drinks whiskey out of this special little quake. It's like a little metal dish. And he had it engraved with our names and the date and happily ever after. And the castle is beautiful. So then my husband and I took pictures after that because it was sunset, gorgeous. Cocktail hour was from six to seven. Seven o'clock was the entrance, first dance, speeches. Dinner started around 7.30. We had cake at nine. We had fireworks from around 9.45 to 10.15. And then our reception ended at 11. And then all of us went to Enchanted Rose after and shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. So you did do fireworks also on your wedding day. Did you guys go out to the marina or Sago Key? Yes. So the reason we had the happily ever after projection on the Lego castle was because it was a Christmas party night. So we had the Christmas fireworks. So we brought all of our guests out to Sago Key and basically did kind of a loop where we left all the guests and then us and Courtney and the rest of the photographers and videographer went over to the lawn and took pictures and video there just us. It was a dessert party like you had food for them or did you just go to view? Oh, no, no, no. We just went out. Oh, interesting. Okay. And they didn't give you any guff about that saying, you know, oh, there might not be enough room for your group or all that stuff? No, because I think it's just because we have such few people. And since we were already right there, I had talked to my planner and I was like, look, can we do this? And she's like, yeah, as long as no one books it for a dessert party or anything, it's yours. You can go out there. So we did. That's fantastic. So you just kind of like took a break from your reception and then afterwards everybody went back. That's wonderful. So would you recommend that to other couples who have small enough groups? Absolutely. You save so much money because you don't pay a cent. (laughs) That's great. Literally, we didn't pay anything for it. So it was wonderful. (laughs) Okay. So speaking of paying, what were some of the most important aspects of your event where you focused your budget or your attention? So definitely photo and video. I think that's actually where we spent the most money. We knew we wanted someone that we could work with. We loved their work. So we knew we had to have Courtney and her team. And then we had to do the Magic Kingdom photo shoot in the morning. And then I talked my husband into adding on Epcot because it was a very small upcharge in consideration of everything else. So that was our number one. Number two was food. We both come from families who love food. We both have Italian backgrounds. So you better have a lot of food and it better be good or else you'll never hear the end of it until you die. So those were top two. And then three was definitely music. Like we love to dance. All of our friends love to dance. Families love to dance. So we knew we had to have a good party. Okay. And then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or your effort? So definitely floral. We did not have a single real flower at our wedding. Everything was fake. My bouquet was made out of flowers I picked up at Joann's and Michael's and pieced together myself. John's boutonniere and my brothers and my stepfathers were all fake. 
the garland on our sweetheart table I made out of foam roses. Like I was not going to spend my money on flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Then this other least important things, we didn't really do any sort of extras like programs or welcome bags. Like for how few people we had, we were like, you know, programs, you're going to look at it for five minutes and then it's probably going to get tossed. So we decided not to worry about that. And then the last thing would be like characters and specialty transportation. We knew right away we didn't really want characters. We're not really, we like to go to like meet and greets in the parks, but we knew we didn't have to have it at our wedding. And like specialty transportation, we got a limo that took care of us during the day and actually shuttled our guests from the wedding pavilion to the reception. And my uncle didn't realize it was for them and thought that he got very lucky. And got to have a ride in the limo all of a sudden. <laughs> but yeah, so those are like the three things that we were just like, we don't really care about. We're good. <laughs> now, what ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? So my absolute favorite memory is that John said, I do way too soon. <laughs> at our wedding, our friend officiated and she said, John, do you take Sam to be your wife? And he immediately said, I do. And she goes, well, hold up. <laughs> she had not finished saying the rest of the things he had to agree to. <laughs> so definitely that. That's awesome. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So we had actually spent money and got private dance lessons and came up with a whole choreographed first dance and, you know, did a run through before the, like everyone came into the reception and figured it out. And then we got into the reception and immediately forgot everything. <laughs> so we pieced it together as we could. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I think the one thing I was worried about is like the best piece of advice I kind of read while planning a wedding, two pieces, but the first one was, no one will know what you decide not to do. Mm. So I was very worried because obviously I am in the Disbride's wedding group. I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people are doing characters or they're getting married in front of the castle or they're doing this, they're doing that. They're having four dessert parties. And I was like, you know, my guests are going to be very excited. They're going to a wedding in Disney. They're going to their friend, daughter's, whatever wedding. They're going to be happy just to be at this wedding. I don't need to worry about, you know, going to the TV show level. (laughs) That's great advice. There's a second thing, which John and I both come from a family of big personalities, and it's no is a complete sentence. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's that's a good piece of advice. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would probably say some of the things we would do differently would be We would definitely have signed a contract for less guests to begin with because we were at, we signed for 50. We had to go around like, I think it was like 32 people or whatever it was for like the 75% and or 38. And that kind of forced us to add more food and things that we wouldn't have necessarily wanted to have to spend the money on. So I definitely would have guessed on the lower side guest wise. We also resort hopped a couple times, and at one point, I almost left my dress in a room, so probably would not have done that as much. (laughs) 
Interesting. Yeah. But that's a good point because I think a lot of people aren't aware of that when they sign the contract that you are obligated to pay for 75% of the number you give Disney at the start. So it's always better to Mm -hmm. estimate low because in a pinch, if you suddenly had 20 extra people who are like, we're coming to your wedding, Disney can handle that and they will be happy Mm -hmm. to charge you for that. But that way you're only paying for them if you need them. Exactly. Exactly. And we're both spreadsheet people. Like, I took your worksheets and your like PDF version and turned it into this huge Google Doc that my husband and I worked off of the whole time planning the wedding. So we were like, oh no, if one more person drops out, then we should add sliders or we should add Mickey ice cream bars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Absolutely. So definitely rent DVC points. If you want to stay at a deluxe resort for less, we did that for all of our resort stays and it was incredible and it was super easy diy everything you can because i know i saved a ton of money like my cricket machine that i bought basically paid for itself and then some i made our invites our escort cards our place cards a lot of the decor just so many things and it saved us a ton definitely hire a day of person if you can having annie there was such a relief like not having to worry about the setup when I'm getting my hair and makeup done was worth more than I can even say. And then having her there to clean it up at the end of the night was even better because I was able to just leave the reception and go to the Enchanted Rose and have a drink with my husband and relax and not have a care in the world. That's a great tip because, yeah, if you do a lot of DIY, you also have to clean it all up. So that's a good tip. Yeah. And she was great, too, because she came to like the rehearsal. I met with her the second we got down to Florida and walked through everything with her. I was able to ship her stuff, which was great. It was honestly worth every penny. And then probably my last tip would be definitely look at getting sheet cakes instead of doing a huge cake because our cake cost was like incredibly low. (laughs) And we had three half sheet cakes for 30 people, which was way more cake than we needed. But we were able to send it home with guests. Like we just brought containers and Disney packed it up for them. So they could take it home to their hotel room, have it the next day. We had cake in our hotel room for like the next week. It was wonderful. That's a great tip. Yeah. Well, Sam, I think you've offered a lot of great advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Well, it's no problem. Thanks for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.